been a big weekend. The DH secretary lets the cat out of the bag, and this could lose Democrats some votes. Jen Psaki is losing her temper. Don't think she's going to be around for much longer. The View does some theatrics to protect Kamala Harris, and the Taliban is being the Taliban. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back. Okay, oh my lord, so much is going on. The first thing I want to talk about, because I didn't actually put this in my script for the day, is the Biden Foundation will make or break this week. It'll be it. There are three budget plans, three economic plans that are going to be put in front of the House and then probably the Senate. Um, one is go. The first is going to be the bipartisan uh, infrastructure deal, which, okay, uh, of course, they call everything infrastructure right now. I guess the soles of my shoes are going to be paid for with this infrastructure bill. So that one might pass, but the problem is... The House, Nancy Pelosi may have screwed herself in this whole thing because she made it that we're not passing this bipartisan infrastructure bill, which, by the way, isn't that bipartisan, unless we pass that $3.5 trillion budget bill. Uh, So that one is being looked at today, this week, and will be voted on this week. And the I I tell you, I'm not going to include this today, but the president and his sycophants in the media and the other liberal Democrats really have kind of a weird take on this thing that this bill is actually not going to cost anything. I Really weird. I, I need to, to read up a little bit on this. I'm sure the Wall Street Journal. And then finally, the debt ceiling is being reached, which means um, by the end of the week, if the debt ceiling isn't actually extended made more debt, allow the government to spend more money, uh, the government's going to be closed and we're going to default on debts. Now, the president is not as worried because apparently it's the it's the federal uh, bank that's actually dealing with that. It's going to be interesting to see what actually happens with this whole thing. So we'll talk about that more tomorrow or Wednesday because we need to see what is going to end up happening to that. Uh, Republicans are basic, basically saying shut down the government, default on our debt, we need to deal with it now. And Democrats say, no, no, we need to increase the debt and spend another $5.5 trillion. So you can see there's kind of a conflict of interest on exactly what wants to be done. So we're going to have to see what's going to happen. But What's important is the cat is out of the bag when it comes to uh, the border crisis. So the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas made an admission on Sunday with Chris Wallace on Fox News. That's going to get some really hot questions on Monday and or today. And it did. It did. On Chris Wallace's show, Mayorkas admitted that the DHS sec- the DHS has actually allowed over 12,000 illegal aliens into this into the United States. So they're basically saying screw it. You know, we can't have this thing under the bridge because Fox News keeps playing um uh, drone footage of it and they like oh, no, we can't we can't do this anymore. And so what's end up what's happened? 
Well, we got to explain where all these illegal immigrants went. So let's listen to uh, Alejandro here. I want to start with those 30,000 Haitian migrants who came across the border into Del Rio, Texas, since September 9th, as you say. You say that 12,400 will have their cases heard by an immigration judge, and another 5,000 are being processed by your department. Mr. Secretary, of those 17,400, how many have been released into the U.S. and how many more potentially could be released into the U.S.? This is why I like Chris Wallace. I, he's he's a he's not a leftist, but he's a liberal. Um, but he really is going to keep this interview on track because here's the here's what leftists actually do. Mayorkas is going to dodge the question, and it's going to be Wallace that puts them right back in play. So listen to Mayorkas's answer. So, Chris, um, uh, about 3,000 are actually in detention, uh, and we make those detention determinations in the best interest of the American public. Others are in immigration court proceedings. They are monitored by us. We impose conditions uh, upon them, so we uh, keep in touch with them and ensure their appearance in court, as the law requires. But to answer my question directly, of the 17,400 that weren't deported back or didn't return on their own to Mexico, how many of them either, ha well, first, how many have been released into the U.S.? Uh, they're released on conditions, yes. and, and uh, approximately, I think it's about 10,000 or so, 12,000. Have been released? Yes. And of the 5,000 that are still in process? Not a huge fan of Chris, Chris Wallace, but the reality is he brought him on track, and Mayorkas finally had to admit that there are at least 12,000 people between 10 and 12,000 people that are released in the country. Now let's, let's go over this. Um, now Chris Wallace said there were 30,000 people, illegal aliens from Haiti, uh, entering the border. I heard 17, 17,000, 18,000. We know 2000 have been deported. That's what Mayorkas initially said. 3000 are being detained for various reasons, pending deportation which means they're probably criminals. They probably shouldn't belong here. But that means ten to 12,000 are being released pending their court case. Okay, and oh, they're keeping, they're keeping track of them. They're keeping their eye on them. Yeah, how? He is expected that more will be coming over and more will be put into the interior of the United States. And he said that in his interview. They are saying that illegal aliens are also not being tested for COVID, not being forced to take vaccines, and not being forced to wear masks. By the way, this is the worst kept secret in the United States history. I guess the Biden administration knew this and they just decided to say, you know what? Yeah, we are letting them in because there's no point in pretending anymore. We all know it. Politically, I think this is going to be a problem for the Biden administration. Most people are in favor of lowering immigration. They don't want to raise it. And that includes his naturalized Hispanics, green card carrying Hispanics. If you talk to Josie, Josie will tell you, no, they shouldn't be allowed in. They should be kicked out immediately. She was born in Mexico. She is not a citizen. And most of her family believes that. And they were not born in the United States some of them are legalized citizens. They're, they're naturalized citizens. Some of them are still green card carriers. They don't believe in it. And they know why. 
because we don't have a finite amount. We haven't we don't have an infinite amount of resources to give to these folks. I'm reading a great book by uh, uh, Ayana Hirsi Ali called Pray that talks about the immigration problem they are having in Europe. And though most of her conversation in the book is about um, sexual assaults and crime, a lot of it has to do with the fact that most people that are coming over the border are low-educated, low-skilled workers, and they would rather just come to the to Europe in order to get on social benefits. And that's what these folks are going to end up doing. None of this is going to sell well. And it's going to be hard to spin this into something positive, especially as the economy grows. Because here's the thing. We've got inflation, and that is also a Biden policy, but it has nothing to do with immigration. It will eventually. But the idea here is that people are going to blame inflation on all the illegal immigration. And they're not going to be able to deny any of this stuff. And it's also breaking, probably, I would say it's probably breaking American law because Congress actually does have an immigration process that must be followed. And by letting people into uh, the country, they're actually breaking their own laws. The federal government is breaking their own laws. I expect to see Texas, Florida, Georgia, Arizona, and New Mexico start filing lawsuits banning the federal government from dumping illegal aliens into their states. I expect to see localities, especially in California, like Riverside and San Bernardino, actually sue the federal government saying, stop dropping people into our illegal aliens into our cities. They're ruining them. The uh, uh, the cost of living goes goes up, the standard of living goes down, crime goes up. I'm sorry, that's just a fact. It has nothing to do with racism or anything to do with that. And I expect to see this in the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court has already ruled on this more than once. That said, but that said Biden couldn't do this. So I expect to see this become more legal. But who gets screwed in this? Jen Psaki. You know, I, I got to tell you, she's getting testy and she's getting sloppy with her answers. And I think it has to do is she's getting to a point where there's very little that she can actually defend here. Jen Psaki just said recently that, you know, oh, she's going to be press secretary for about another year and then she's going to join her family. I don't think she's going to make it. I don't think she's going to make it. And she is just... Between Joe Biden's stupid policies that she actually has to answer for and the stupid things that Joe says, she's probably had enough. So last week was a specifically tough week. She said last week, last week Biden was asked about a story, a false story it turns out about Border Patrol whipping illegal aliens who are in the country illegally from South America who are Haitian. And Haitians are typically black. And so the Biden administration decided to make this an issue that, oh my God, we're heading back to, we're heading back to slavery, blah, blah, blah. We're, you know, 
as we'll see a little later, it's clearly a false story. Okay, it's very clearly a false story. But here was Joe Biden's response last week. Listen. Good morning, everyone. Of course, I take responsibility. I'm president, but it was horrible what to see, as you saw. To see people treated like they did, horses barely running them over, people being strapped, it's outrageous. I promise you, those people will pay. They will be an investigation underway now, and there will be consequences. There will be consequences. It's an embarrassment, but it's beyond an embarrassment. It's dangerous. It's wrong. It sends the wrong message around the world. It sends the wrong message at home. It's simply not who we are. Okay, there are a couple problems with this. First off, um, no, they were being, the Border Patrol is being accused of actually whipping people. And no, Border Patrol was not running over the Haitians with their horses. None of that actually happened. And, and by the way, I am sick and tired of hearing politicians say, hey, around the world, this is not how we want to be. I, I don't care what the rest of the world sees us as. I, I, I guarantee you in Europe, the people of Europe, of European citizenship in each of those countries, wants to see less immigration. So it is garbage. Now, mind you, in that entire speech that he made, first off, do you notice the guy only denigrates Americans? He doesn't denigrate the 30,000 or 17 to 30,000 people that cross the border illegally. He denigrates the Border Patrol. He denigrates Americans. He denigrates law enforcement. And he's sitting back and... and sitting back and talking about you. There were 50,000 people arrested at the border last year, at this time last year, September last year. I think it was 56,000. All right. In August of this year, there were 210,000 that were caught the border. That's a 400% increase. And that's just what we know of. But not only does he denigrate everybody, he has no evidence of it. There's no investigation. There's no evidence. The pictures that you see are, well, we're going to talk about that in a second. The pictures that we see are actually not, are taken completely out of context. Per the photographer, that's another story. We'll get there. So he's throwing blame. And he has no evidence of it. Jen Psaki, of course, probably... I tell you, she had to have cringed when she heard this crap. Um, she is getting tired of coming up with excuses over and over and over again about this decrepit... Every time this decrepit old man opens his mouth, I'm sure she's wishing that the technology for Polydent wasn't good enough, that he would actually shut his freaking mouth. So let's listen... Let's listen to what Jen Psaki's excuse is with Biden basically condemning Border Patrol, Americans, trying to do an impossible job from a story that she knows isn't true. And she actually does know it's not true now. And she's having a, a kind of, you can almost tell she's having a difficult time piecing this thing together. This is not going away, by the way. None of this stuff that Biden is doing is going away. So let's listen to Jen Psaki. The DHS secretary 
several times said he didn't want to impair the integrity of the investigation to the Border Patrol agents. He said, I will not prejudge the facts. Did the president prejudge the facts when he said, I promise you those people will pay? I think what you heard from the president is a very uh, human and visceral response to those images, which I think reflects how a lot of people in the country felt when they saw them. There is an investigation the Department of Homeland Security is overseeing. That will determine what the personnel decisions may be, any other policy decisions, and that needs to see itself through. But I think the president wanted to make clear to people who watched those photos, who uh, had understandably emotional responses, uh, that that's not acceptable to him. Uh, even while the investigation is being uh, is being is happening and moving forward, that will determine what the consequences will look like. No, uh, Joe Biden was persecuting these uh, border patrol before an investigation was done and before anybody made an accusal. So no, that's not true. That's not true. That's a lie. He was doing it. And I think that if anything happens, this could get really, really ugly in the near future if, let's just say, one of those guys loses their jobs. And that leaves the other question. Why would anyone want to be a Border Patrol agent? Why would anyone want to be a cop? I mean, these guys are getting... Their careers are ruined... If one guy takes a picture and then a narrative is created from a picture. Okay, so well, it didn't end. Stephen Portnoy of CBS, he had something to say. And uh, he wanted to really get a, a get a rise out of Jen. Because, yeah, he was right. And now uh, Joe Biden's own force, police force, is fighting against him. Listen to what he had to say. Just to put, put a fine point on your answer to Karen's question. Sure. I'm sure that the union officials and lawyers who will be representing these agents are yeah. want to know. Uh, is it your view or the White House's position that what the president said this morning is not legally operative with respect to consequences and these people paying? It was simply his personal view and not representative of actions that the government will take? The president was not prejudging the outcome of an investigation either. The president was responding from his heart and responding uh, to uh, seeing uh, horrific photos uh, that we have seen over the last several days. Well, he is okay. the head of the executive branch. The Constitution vests him with the authority in Article 2. You're saying that what he said will not necessarily be the outcome? Again, there's an investigation that's ongoing. I don't know that anyone saw those photos and didn't have a similar reaction to the president's, and that was what it was a reflection of. Jen Psaki is so full of crap, okay? No, he was making a prejudgment, and now, because of what she said, no, nothing's going to happen to those Border Patrol agents. Because if something does happen to those Border Patrol agents, you better believe that there's going to be some talk. And then you've got another little issue in that, first off, uh, the president was speaking from his heart. I hate this statement. I hate it. You know, the president shouldn't be speaking from emotion. A president of the United States should be speaking from reason. Because reason is what needs to reign here, not your heart. Not to mention, I, I think probably Joe Biden speaks from his heart because his brain doesn't work. You, you know, you're not supposed to be speaking from your heart. You're supposed to let things go. But I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, here's the whole thing. The unions are now against President Biden. The Border Patrol unions are saying this is BS. So I'm thinking probably nothing is going to happen.
And by the way, I'm a little surprised. This is a tough question, and it came from Stephen Portney of CBS, which is like a left-wing outlet. And they're getting tired of the BS that the Biden administration keeps pushing on them every day in these press conferences with Jen Psaki. Jen Psaki is now getting pushed back. Don't forget, it was Stephen Portnoy that actually led a petition against the lack of transparency by the Biden administration last week. We talked about it. By the way, here's here's the big thing, and I told you this was coming. The photographer who took those photos that caused this whole brouhaha, and I noticed nobody, it's working, it's working, because nobody's talking about the illegal aliens crossing the border. They're talking about this alleged, you know, turning of the horse and the rain goes in different places and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the guy who started this whole brouhaha by taking those pictures said there was no whipping. He even released the video where he pulled the still photos from about the incident, and nowhere did you see anything of, of an illegal alien being, uh, being whipped. According to the Daily Wire, the photographer, Paul Rocci, told a local outlet, KTSM, that he has never seen anyone from the Border Patrol whipping illegal immigrants. Contrary to the media outlets, breathlessly and baselessly reported earlier this week, Rothje told the outlet that he was, it, he was based in Las Cruces, New Mexico, but had traveled to Del Rio, Texas on Friday. He said that they took the photos from the Mexican side of the border. Some of the Haitian men started running, trying to go around the horses, Rache told the outlet. I've never seen them whip anyone, Rache added. He was swinging it, but it can be misconstrued when you're looking at the picture. Hmm. Is there any real need to talk about the Border Patrol whipping anybody? And like I said, then he released the actual video where the picture came from because he pulled the still from the video and guess what yeah the guy never the guy never whipped anybody uh, but jen is losing it there's a bunch more here here's another one this is a good one too here's a great question about kamala harris's work on the border of course it's a word salad that ends with their stance in the end and I, this is the one thing that this administration does. They just start talking, talking, talking. And by the time the end comes, three minutes later, they the reality comes out. But by then they're hoping, Joe does this all the time, they're hoping people have forgotten. They, they stop listening. So listen to this question. Great question on Kamala Harris. Thanks. Uh, so we know that the vice president has been tasked with addressing the root cause of migration. A Democratic congressman from Texas told CNN yesterday that the vice president's trip to Mexico and Central America had no impact. So first, I'm wondering if the administration can just detail some tangible examples of the actions in addressing the root causes of migration that have had a tangible, you know, this uh, an actual impact. And then secondly, what specific causes root causes is the vice president currently addressing health curve Haitian migration from places like Chile and Brazil? 
Well, uh, I think as the vice president and the president have both conveyed, this is going to be a long-term effort. And what the focus is on is addressing root causes like corruption, like economic circumstances that are impacting people and prompting them to want to come to the United States. So that requires working with governments, both to put in place new migration proceedings and, and processes or limitations sometimes at borders. We've seen some impacts of those over the course of the last several months. It also includes providing assistance and engaging closely with these leaders on what steps can be taken. And the vice president has been deeply engaged in this. But again, as it relates to Haiti, uh, as it relates to our broken immigration system, uh, the clear step that needs to be taken is an immigration bill needs to pass Congress. It's a broken system, one that is ineffective, one that is not moral in many cases at this point in time. It's long overdue. There are a lot of Republicans out there giving speeches about how outraged they are about the situation at the border, not many who are putting forward uh, solutions or steps that we could take. So we're a little tired of the speeches. We'd like to partner on solutions and working together to address this problem that has not been partisan in the past. Okay, I, I want to point some stuff out here. Uh, probably a lot of stuff. Yes, sorry, Dave. I need to call Dave. I haven't talked to Dave in a long time. I need to give him a buzz. Um, a, a couple of things here. First off, uh, Saki's answer to this question is that Kamala Harris hasn't done dick on the border and she's not going to do dick on the border because Democrats need voters because real Americans see that Democratic policies are crap. That's essentially what she's saying. She's done. She's trying to find the root causes. She probably won't say that, but that's really what it is. And what root causes has Kamala found in the last six months or seven, eight, nine months since she's been appointed border czar? She has traveled everywhere except the border, and apparently Europe. Okay? I bet you. And this is another thing that drives me. This is a long-term effort, which means, uh, no, this is never going to be solved. We are not going to solve this, we're, and we're not going to tell you anything if we do solve something, or if our goals are met. It's a BS lie. Okay, let's say the Biden administration does find corruption in economic circumstances in other question, in other countries. Okay? What does that have to do with the United States? What does crisis and economic and corruption have to do with the United States and Haiti? Why are we tasked to cure the ills of other countries? And by the way, how does the government cure ills in other countries? They give them money. I don't want my taxpayer money going to Haiti. I don't want my taxpayer money going to Mexico. I don't want to go to Guatemala. I don't want to go into Honduras. I don't want to go into El Salvador. I barely want it going to Puerto Rico. I definitely don't want it going to New York and California. Why is it our problem to solve Haiti's issues? No, we are here for the United States. The federal government should be here for the United States, not to cure the ills around the world. I think I did talk about this. Um, I think I talked about this a while uh, last week. The other thing is, um, we already know why these people are coming to the United States. It's because the United States is awesome. But the Biden administration which really no one has asked, even Peter Ducey has never asked that, if this is such a miserable, racist country, homophobic, we're systematically racist, we're homophobic, we're xenophobic, we're all this, we're bigoted, blah, blah, blah. Why is everyone trying to get in here? 
I mean, it seems like too many white people is not an issue for the Haitians or the Mexicans or the Hondurans or the El Salvadorians or the Guatemalans. They seem to want to come over here. The Somalis don't seem to have an issue with a lot of white people being here, too. Maybe the country's not that bad. Maybe, maybe Biden should sit there and look at it in a different way. And then there, there goes the blame game. It's Congress's fault. It's Trump's fault. It's everyone else's fault. The reason there are 210,000 people crossing the border or getting caught crossing the border in August of 2021 and only 56 in August of 2020, it's everyone else's fault except Biden's because Biden's been president. And apparently, he changed everything that Trump did. He changed everything. Oh, that's a big one. He changed everything that Republicans did. But it's still all their fault. You know what? Um, border crossings are up over 400% uh, since Biden took over. Um, I'm sorry. I'm going to have a hard time sitting there and saying, no, that's all of the Republicans' fault. And by the way, the Republicans didn't make speeches over the last two to three years when it came to the border crisis. Don't forget, Trump had a border crisis. They did something about it. They started building a wall. Trump made deals with the Mexicans to one, the stay at the stay in Mexico policy, and two, to encourage Mexico to actually go out and stick twenty-five thousand troops on their southern border so people couldn't get over. We Republicans did do something. You overturned everything. The only thing Joe Biden seems to want to do is make it legal for illegal aliens to cross the border. In that $3.5 trillion, we talked about this last week, he wants a pathway to citizenship for illegal aliens. They are breaking the law by being in this country. They should not be made citizens. If I commit a crime in the United States, and I'm, I am a legal green card-carrying citizen, guess what they do? They throw my ass over the border. She is not going to be, she's not going to last much longer. I, I truly believe she's not going to last much longer. And the media is not going lightly on anything else. Peter Ducey of Fox News, he is the toughest guy. Yes, we're already over 30 minutes. We're going to be way over 30 minutes because tomorrow, I've already got tomorrow's written. So there's so much to talk about. Um, he decided to jump on uh, the Kamala Harris train. So what he decided, so let's listen to what he's got to say and then... We can see what we can see what uh, I'll talk about it. Okay. Moving on to the border, following up on a question from earlier in the week. Why hasn't President Biden ever visited the southern border? What would you like him to do at the southern border and what impact do you think that would have on the policies? OK, this is something this is something that, that annoys the crap out of me. And I, I mostly tell kids not to do this is they answer a question with a question. It's a cheap political parlor trick. It is, I don't really have an answer for you. So I'm just going to re-ask the question. And that's what she's doing right here. It's a cowardly question. Okay, it, basically what she's saying when she basically re-asks the question to Peter Ducey, 
she is saying, I really don't have an answer yet. And uh, so what do you think? It's it's a crappy, it's a crappy thing. It means you don't know the answer. Don't do, I'm telling you folks, the debate on how to debate, never re-ask the same question. Let's finish this. Doesn't he want to go? I don't think it's an issue of wanting to go. I think it's an issue of what's most constructive to address what we see as a challenging situation at the border in a broken immigration system. And his view is the most constructive role we can play is by helping to push immigration for, uh, reform forward, helping reform the broken policies of the last several years, uh, and listening to his team of advisors who have been to the border multiple times about what the path forward Okay, um... It is broadly and widely known that this information did occur in 2020. It all came from Democrats, leftists, the intelligence community, and tech oligarchs. And it was all against Trump, Republicans, and conservatives. You don't see a lot of leftists that are actually being banned on YouTube on Twitter, on Facebook, but they are, but conservatives are. The kicker is that it's still going on today. Jen Psaki is pushing lies, and you can tell simply by her language that they're kind of losing their step. Okay, so I let's go on. Let's just let's just show this stuff. All right. So last week I told you Kamala Harris didn't give two craps about the border uh, to visit it, but she did manage time to visit the dumbasses on the View on Friday. Here's the problem: those leftist ladies have with putting Kamala Harris on television and the Biden administration has with putting Kamala Harris on television is that Kamala Harris sucks at speaking. She says stupid crap. She can't answer any questions. And she has that creepy laugh. She's like Joe Biden, except dumber. But she still does have a couple marbles in her attic. Needless to say, the Biden administration, the hosts, and I'm going to say hosts with scare quotes of the view, decided they needed to control the situation, allegedly. So, they came up with a plan. Let's listen to what the view came up with. And the view, who is in cahoots with the Biden administration, by the way. Two of you to step off for a second. Okay. Anna and and uh, and, and we're going to bring Sunny you back later. Have to okay. leave. Yeah. Yes. And we'll tell you why. More information later. It's a tease. We'll so- tell you why in a couple of minutes. So shall I introduce the vice president? Yes. Okay. So vice president. No. No. Nope. Okay. Shall we dance? Let's do a tap dance. Let's do a tap dance. <laughs> This is going to be a major news story any minute now. Yeah. What happened is that uh, Sonny and Anna both apparently tested positive for COVID. No matter how hard we try, uh, these things happen. They probably have a breakthrough case, and they'll be okay, I'm sure, because they're both vaccinated up the wazoo. You know, a lot of vaccines. So, um... So, the question I have for you is how stupid are you? Do you buy that crap? 
the two hosts, which were uh, were Sonny Costin and Anna Navarro, were pulled from the stage, and the audience had to wait ten minutes while Harris was getting ready in the back room. She was then interviewed for ten minutes, of course, bitching about border patrol and bitching about our immigration system things. No hard questions because, duh, this is the view. And then the show was over. When I first saw the video, I thought this was a setup. The administration didn't want Kamala Harris to do this interview because it would look really bad. It would look bad because they weren't going to ask her hard questions. She was assigned to the border and things have gotten worse, and they weren't going to question her about it. Any questions these chicks asked on The View would have made Kamala Harris look weak and ineffective. Well, looks like I was proven right that this was a setup. On Saturday, both hosts, uh, Anna Navarro and Sonny Hostin, they both tested negative for COVID and they had multiple tests and they were false positive tests that they took and blah, 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 blah. It was BS. Let's call it what it is. The fact of the matter is they needed some drama. By the way, Kamala Harris was supposed to be on the show for the full hour. It's supposed to be a long range interview and she ended up being on the show for 10 minutes preaching the democratic narrative about the border that's all she ended up doing and then suddenly everyone is has no issues with COVID these guys don't realize that their lies are really coming at them now that things that are really obvious are looking really obvious. No one thought the view was going to be a serious interview of Kamala Harris. I mean, Joe Behart is about as left-wing as Stalin. But they think we are so stupid we can't see it. By the way, speaking of stupid... One of the things that annoys me about all of the new problems in the United States has it makes us forget about the old problems of the United States, like the old problem that happened like a month ago. There's so much news going on, we're not even paying attention to Afghanistan. Why are we forgetting about Afghanistan? Why isn't anyone asking... Joe Biden about Afghanistan. Well, here's the thing. They're not asking about Afghanistan because no one's getting out alive in Afghanistan. No one with a green card, no one with a visa to the United States, no one who's an American citizen is getting out of Afghanistan alive. You know, Biden left those people there. That's okay. A guy named Sakria, a U.S. green card holder and 
Arizona resident, said that he screwed in Afghanistan. And the 31-year-old decided to have a talk with Fox News because he's hoping someone does something. This is what he said to Fox News. Quote, there are a lot of people still left behind, my friends. I know them. They're stuck here. Four of them are American citizens, two from Arizona and two from California. Oh, my God. So this guy knows people that are there? Remember, the Biden administration said there was probably 100 people left in Afghanistan who were U.S. citizens and green card holders. And a lot of people are saying, no, there are a thousand or more stuck there. He also talked about the people that are stranded. Quote, the Biden administration left without any plan. And that is why there are thousands of allies who worked for the U.S. military, American citizens, Afghan Americans, all stuck here. Those Afghans that did get out were likely beggars displaced from other provinces. He also decided to talk about um, the people that got on the planes. Quote, they were not qualified. There are a lot of people like me. We are the ones who are qualified. We put ourselves and our families in danger, and they took people that don't even have documents. He also concluded by pointing out that he still has financial responsibilities in the United States. What? This guy actually has to pay bills in the United States, and now he can't? This is what he said, quote, I don't know how this process is working, but there's something that is not right. I pay taxes. The worst thing is my rent and car payment are due in a week, and I'm scared to get an eviction in Arizona while I'm here. To be honest, I don't believe I'm getting out safe. This is so disgusting, I feel sick about it. But no one's talking about it. No one seems to care. We can't forget about this because it's not going away. There are going to be Americans that are hanging from yard arms. Oh! Yard arms, by the way. The Taliban is back to their old ways. Now, I remember a couple of months ago, there was a video from Afghanistan that showed a helicopter. Of course, it's one of our helicopters. Carrying what looked like to be someone hung from a rope, a la the Scarface movie. Since we've been told that it wasn't a victim of the Taliban being executed in a way that the Taliban used to execute people, we kind of bit into it and that was it. Let's not forget the Taliban are known for public executions, including throwing people from the top of buildings because they said they were gay. Well, according to the Daily Wire... Quote, a store owner in Herat told the Associated Press that the Taliban brought four bodies to the main square displaying 
one there and moving the other three to very various parts of the city for public viewing. In other words, what these mother what these people did is they executed four people and hung them. By the way, does that sound familiar? Yeah, that's the cartels in Mexico that we're allowing into the United States. That's what's happening now. Continuing, quote, the Taliban claimed that the men who they killed were involved in a kidnapping and that they were all killed during a gunfight. Reuters reported, the quote, the footage of the bloodstained corpse swinging on a crane, by the way, hung by his neck by a chain. And if you want to see the picture, go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. It's there was widely shared on social media, showing a note pinned to the man's chest saying, quote, this is a punishment for the kidnapping, end quote, end quote, end quote. I have the picture. You can look at it. So much for the Taliban being a profession, being professional and wanting to be part of the world community. This is the same crap they did before. Let's not forget this. This is what's going to happen to Americans in Afghanistan because Joe Biden decided to abandon them. And we can't forget, we also can't forget Joe Biden abandoning the Cubans in Cuba who were protesting against the socialist government and even told them, you can't come over because they would have voted conservative Let's not forget what they did to Hong Kong. Let's not forget that no one's talking about about uh, uh, the other Chinese province that they want to take over. Let's not forget Iran. Oh, shoot! Iran is tomorrow. You guys have a good time. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you listen to Dumbass Talking Ball. Thank you.